welcome back to the Balanced Bond Podcast, Soul on Fire. I hope everyone is having an amazing week so far and hope you're feeling really soul on fire with whatever you're doing. I have had some incredible experiences lately channeling and doing it on Instagram Live and sharing with you guys in that way. So I'm feeling really charged up from that right now. It feels really good to connect with my intuitive gifts in a totally different way where I'm able to speak out loud and share them with you and answer people's questions and call me crazy, but I feel like it's really healing me from everything I've been experiencing with Lyme disease and chronic fatigue and being really sick for the last couple of years. So I'm starting to feel that shift in my life. And I wanted to share that with all of you because you've been so supportive over the last few years and just so a part of the journey with me. So thank you. And I'm excited for everything to come. Stay tuned for whenever my next Instagram live is going to be. I'm going to start announcing them weekly and you can come in and ask questions to myself and the group of light beings that I've been channeling, the Pleiadians, and we'll have a lot of fun. I want to tell you guys about so many other things that have been healing me lately as well, which I will get into in a solo episode coming up maybe next week or maybe the following. So if you have any questions about that, feel free to send them in. And speaking of intuitive gifts, today's guest is highly intuitive. She's a spirit baby communicator. She's also a pregnancy guide and a doula and a birth clairvoyant, which is really cool because I actually haven't ever had anyone on the show who's a doula before, anyone who really goes deep into pregnancy from a very expert kind of state versus someone who is pregnant, who is also very much an expert in their own right. So Sarah Naya Soleil is today's guest. I was introduced to her via one of our amazing Soul on Fire listeners, Mora, who actually works with Sarah and just had reached out a couple times telling me that she thought Sarah and I would really connect and that our whole entire vibes would align with each other. And she was completely correct. So we recorded this when Sarah was in LA a couple months ago. Things have been crazy for me since then. Sarah was here, I think, the day before I left for Vancouver, which if you follow me, you know that when I got to Vancouver, things were not really going well for me. And I had a huge flare up of Lyme for a couple months and it was pretty rough. So I'm excited to revisit this conversation with Sarah and actually listen to it myself because I know that I learned so much from her. And sometimes I actually kind of black out during the conversations that we have. So I feel like I will get to learn it all over again. You can check Sarah out on her website, which is sarahnayasoleil.com. We'll put it in the show notes. And I can't wait for you guys to experience her magic. We did some spirit baby communication. Of course, I wanted to hear from mine and Jonathan's future spirit babies or what should I say? Not future spirit babies, but current spirit babies, future human babies, because everyone who follows knows that I cannot wait to be a mom. It's something that calls me deeply in my soul. 
I've connected to our spirit babies many times on different plant medicine journeys and in different meditation experiences that I've had. So it was cool to hear from them via Sarah. And we just talk all about her gifts and how everyone can apply their intuitive gifts to their lives. So so many different tips and tricks and wisdom from her. So I'm really excited for you guys to hear. This is a different kind of guest and I love having different people on with different expertises. So that's going to be really fun. Sarah, thank you for coming on. And before we dive into the episode, I want to thank our first sponsor for the show today, Four Sigmatic. I'm so proud of Four Sigmatic. They're releasing so many new products right and left. They're releasing beauty products, which were actually in my gift bag from the Goop Summit a couple weekends ago. So I've been using it a lot. The Superfood Serum, which my skin seems to just completely soak up with wild abandon. It feels really good to me. It's made with a lot of different oil blends and with reishi mushroom. So if reishi mushroom feels really good inside of your body, perhaps you would like to play around with putting some reishi mushroom on your skin as well. There's so many different benefits that you can read all about on Four Sigmatic's website, but a couple of those benefits are they do fight fine lines, they maintain skin elasticity, and it's super hydrating. And you're getting that extra wellness support because of course our skin is our largest organ. So it's always soaking in all of the good stuff. And reishi personally makes me feel really calm and really on top of it and just really good which is why I start every single day with a Four Sigmatic latte. You guys should actually see our kitchen. I'm sitting in our kitchen right now and I'm laughing because I'm thinking about Jonathan making his Four Sigmatic turmeric latte every morning and then walking out the door with yellow lips and yellow teeth, which I always try to tell him. You do have turmeric all over your face, but he is such a fan of the Four Sigmatic turmeric. Jonathan's actually the person who told me about Four Sigmatic back in the day. He is a super fan. So he's always having the turmeric and I'm always having the chaga. And I also love the Four Sigmatic mushroom latte, which has a little bit of coffee in it, just coffee extract, as well as some coconut milk powder, which makes it really creamy. The turmeric latte has that too, um, hence the word latte. And I just mix it with some hot water and some stevia and some cinnamon. And it makes me so alert, you guys. I just went on a four-mile hike up, like super just upward the whole time, very steep. And since I'm just getting my strength back and getting my health back, it felt so good. And I was full of energy, which I can largely attribute to Four Sigmatic and having them as a part of my morning routine. So go to foursigmatic.com slash blonde to check out all my favorites and use the code blonde, B-L-O-N-D-E at checkout to get a nice 15% off and enjoy. They're the absolute best. So now let's head into this episode with Sarah and don't forget to listen for our brand new exciting sponsors, Manitoba Harvest and our frequent sponsor, Silver Fern, 
which I'm creating a product with them. So I'm really, really excited about it and just thrilled. And without further ado, let's head into this episode with the beautiful Sarah Naya Soleil, which is such a pretty name. Sarah, I'm so happy that you're here. You just got off of a plane from New York and you were kind enough to come straight here, Mm -hmm. which is amazing so that we can meet before I head to Vancouver. And I'm so thrilled to meet you. Like, as I mentioned before you, or before we started recording, this was pretty much the one and only time that someone has said to me, I think you should have this person on. I think you guys would really connect she's coming in two weeks and, you know, and just say yes or no. And I said, yes. And here we are. And Mm. thank you to your wonderful Mm. friend slash my friend from afar listener to this podcast, Mm -hmm. which means she's like family to me in a way. And I'm so glad she connected us. Mm. Me too. So I would love for you to share with our listeners what you do in a nutshell, and then we'll dive deep into all of it. Hmm. Okay. Well, I always like to start with sharing that I'm a mom and I have two kids. So 12-year-old son and eight-year-old daughter. And it's really important for me to start with this because as a young adult and even as a child, the idea of being a mom and having children was a big fear. And it wasn't something that I consciously wanted to experience. I was actually just very afraid of it. Um, the idea of giving birth, the idea of just the responsibility. I grew up in a large family. So being the oldest of six kids and just feeling that maybe that path wasn't going to be for me. And then becoming a mom at a very young age. These two pieces kind of colliding um, at the age of 20. Oh, very young. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, wow. (laughs) It's amazing to think back and to look back and to feel where I am today and all the magic that has taken place and the healing and the beauty and the awakening. From, yeah. from saying yes to something I was essentially so afraid of. Yeah, that's so amazing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. did that, did becoming a mom kind of put you on your spiritual path toward awakening? Yeah, it really did. I think I, think I was uh, moving my way in that direction, you know, but mm, it was really the moment now my husband, uh, but boyfriend at the time, I remember, I'll never forget him walking up the stairs. I had him look at the pregnancy test and we had only been together for a couple months, uh, young and in love. And, and, uh, the way his feet coming up the stairs, I just knew. And even the way he let his breath out, I just knew. And it was really, that was such a defining moment because it was that moment where I felt something in me crack open that I had never felt before. And I was definitely seeking something, but I didn't understand what that was at the time. All I knew in that moment 
was there, there has to be something more. In a broad sense, kind of looking around at the world and walking through the world, even at that age, just there has to be something more than what I'm being shown. I could just feel it, but no words or understanding or nowhere to place it inside of myself. And it was really for me personally, the conception of my son that just cracked me open and um, it was a huge initiation that pregnancy of, of course the birth many of the components just um, I'd say it was the the beginning of the end and so good yeah I love that yeah so now beyond being a mom mm-hmm. tell us what you also do So I've been working as a student midwife and birth doula really ever since I gave birth to my son at the age of 20. So it's been about 12 years and I've been to about 200 births. So I've seen hospital births and home births and birth center births and dads catching their babies on the front porch Mm -hmm. and full moon birth under the plumeria tree in Hawaii next to the ocean with just not a like the fragrance of plumerias just on the breeze and just not a person in sight. And yeah, so that's, I mean, that in and of itself has been a spiritual awakening journey just to be standing in that threshold with women uh, in, in the various ways that that journey unfolds. And it's taught me so much about humility and grace and angels and Oh gosh, it's almost like there aren't any words because there are so many words. So birth keeping has been um, a big part of my path as well. I think right now I'm primarily uh, focusing on the, let's see, it's really the have to listen for a minute. So I'm continuing to work as a birth keeper these days. I continue to go to births, but my passion for supporting mothers and couples through that preconception through postpartum phase has really amplified. And so my desire to support women and couples spiritually through this process has grown in many ways. So I have um, currently running a nine-week course called Vessel, which is for pregnant women. And it's a spiritual journey of sorts, a virtual, a virtual journey. Uh, so there's women from all over the globe in this, in this offering. Um, spirit baby communication, one-on-one mentorships have been profound. Hmm. And that's been a whole emergence of itself. And, and then there's the personal, you know, the, the interpersonal, the continuing of my own journey that continues to inform the work that I do and vice versa. So it's really become this, really like this golden hoop of healing. I love that. Mm-hmm. So in many ways, your work and your life are all just intertwined. That's the way that you're speaking and that's the mm-hmm. way that I see it. Mm-hmm. That's what I want for everybody. Mm-hmm. Unless of course they don't want that and that's fine too. 
but that's a lot what this podcast mm-hmm. is about is living this soul on fire life mm-hmm. as I call it. And mm-hmm. The life that sets your soul on fire that you wake up every morning. So happy to meet the day with work and relationships and life and relationship with yourself above all else. And it sounds like your journey has led you to just that profoundly. Yeah. I love, love it. So that's very inspiring. Thank you. Yeah, it's really powerful and it's it's the path least traveled, I think, unfortunately. And and it's a big undoing and a big remembering to find it. And and in my heart, I believe that we all have a path such as this waiting for us. Me too. I 100% believe that. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes people out there will see people who are living their path like this and feel sad or envious because they don't have that. Mm -hmm. And what I want everyone listening to know is that they can have that. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter where you've come from, what circumstances you've been dealt. Everybody does have a path Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. And like you said, it is not easy. It's the harder path. It's the road less traveled but it's worth it, mm-hmm. worth every ounce of the work. And then the work becomes fun. Right. I think the hard work of it becomes very fun. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. brings me to something we were talking about in the kitchen with um, my recent plant medicine journey with ayahuasca and how I was thinking in my brain and my whole being like, oh my God, Sarah's here in my apartment because of this ayahuasca <laughs> journey that I had. I need to tell her. I wonder if she thinks that's weird. And then you said it and and you like really don't know anything about me. And you said that. And that was just yet again, confirmation to me that this is all just such a fun game. Like we, we have met before in some realm and time doesn't exist. So what I'm so interested in, in what you do beyond all of it is the spirit baby communication. I think it's so fun. (laughs) I've heard of it before. Um, I feel like not a lot of people are doing it. And every time I've heard of it just a few times, I have felt so excited and such a connection to it. So tell us a little about that line of your work and then we can maybe hopefully do a little bit of it. Yeah, great. So spirit baby communication in a nutshell is the art and practice of communicating with your unborn child or children. And I think this is really key here. The word practice is being used very consciously. For me, uh, spirit baby communication is something that is um, widely just happening. It's happening for many of us. And this is a dance in my book of between the mundane and the sacred, you know, so it's, it's very easy to um, pass things off as coincidence, um, simple things. And we can be playful with it. Like you said, this kind of come back into that remembrance of the magic of, you know, it can be so simple. So you now you think of someone and they call you, you know, there's, there's a, there's a communication that takes place beyond Uh, the linear, beyond, 
For example, you and I are having this awesome conversation and we're relating and we're sitting next to each other and we're talking and we're gathering our thoughts and sharing them with each other and having this conversation. And yet, for me, at this point, I am acutely aware that there are many conversations happening here. And they don't actually just include you and I. And I'm not just speaking about the listeners. I'm speaking about um, there are other energies, other beings, other dimensions. There are experiences that are layered. And as we remember, we can come into the awareness of these communications taking place. So the, the practice of spirit baby communication is coming back into that remembrance of what I would refer to as our divine inheritance or our um, our true selves. And so this is one lens, one way to drop deeper and to recognize, as you mentioned, time is not also just linear. It is, in my book, more, more of a spherical. Or let's Let's also say that for me, it's not that it's one or the other. It's that, yes, there's linear time. Yes, there's spherical time. There are two coexisting, contradicting truths. And then, and then it all starts to open up. So spirit baby communication is, again, the art and practice of communicating with your unborn child or children. And the fun of it is that it can look many different ways. And it can look different ways for different people. And yet, similar to birth, being that I'm a birth keeper, um, there is a universal map, right? So every woman's labor is like a snowflake. No two labors are alike. One of my deepest mentors, a midwife who had been in this line of work for decades, you know, I looked at her one day and she said, I'm still learning something new every time. And that's kind of how I knew that this was for me. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's great. That's great to know that we can't have it all figured out and there's always something new. So yeah, yeah I feel like spirit baby communication is just like that, like birth. It's, uh, there's, there's a universal map and yet everyone's experience and journey is unique. And that's also part of the process of remembering mm-hmm. is understanding that it's not to compare, right? So. I'll just use my own example, like my, you know, enlightenment experience giving birth. It doesn't mean that I, you know, have it all figured out Um, because I don't. But for example, what supported me to get into that state of mind when I gave birth to my son, which I may or may not share that story here, but I had a, a very profound enlightenment experience giving birth. And what what guided me into that state of consciousness, I remember being at the first birth that I was a doula for, and I remember telling that mama when she was just struggling, I know exactly what to do, just get in the shower, say this mantra, lose your mind, it'll be beautiful, you'll just open right up. And I remember she looked at me and she was like, I don't want to go in the shower. (laughs) I was just like, oh no. (laughs) That's not good. I don't know what to do. (laughs) Um, Anyhow, I'm I'm just having a good time. But I think (laughs) I think that um, the beauty is that yeah, there's no one way that it looks. There's no one way it can look. And yeah, there are some principles. There's some understandings that I can definitely share with you and your listeners, or answer questions, and we can dive in. Just well, yeah. One question is. 
How did you realize that you were able to do this, to communicate with spirit babies? Yeah, really cool question. Um, Well, I'll just say briefly that in my first pregnancy, so very young, um, the first thing that started to happen for me was I began to lucid have lucid dreams in that pregnancy. Um, I would wake up, not only would I have lucid dreams, I would wake up and I would recall anywhere between 10 and 40 dreams with crystal clarity. Wow. So it started becoming the other half of me, the other half of my life. A lot of the information, it was also a huge initiation in that dream travel, astral travel, premonitions, spherical time, uh, working out fears, working out karma in a way that when you're, when you're working out karma in the dream time, you don't have the direct consequences as you do in the waking life. So there are many, there are many uh, tools that we can access in our dream state. And so this started to really open up for me in pregnancy. And that was really, again, the beginning of the end, the beginning of seeing there is magic. There is something unfolding in me. There is something awakening. There is something that wants to come through. And it's coming through in collaboration with my changing body and my merging soul with another. And it was so clear to me that I had an ally, a a light traveler in my being that was like, hey, Go, keep going. Your pregnancy was a huge catalyst for you. Huge. And is your son like totally <laughs> astral? Uh, <laughs> yeah, but he's human. Right, right. Right? So, um, oh yeah. No, I could just break into tears right now. He's he's an incredible soul. And what he's awakened in me and and in my understanding that continues to deepen. He's 12. I just was in Egypt for the second time in December, was looking deeply into a hieroglyphic scene in one of the most exquisite temples, one of my favorite temples there. It's like the, it's typically known to be the temple of healing, the temple of duality, the balance point of darkness and light. Maybe we'll talk about that later, but oh, this temple. So I'm standing there and I'm looking at the hieroglyphs and there's a woman, a depiction of a woman giving birth with a child half in her body, half out. And I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. And one of our master guides, an Egyptian, beautiful Egyptian man, he starts telling the story of this this depiction. And I'm sitting there, my eyes are growing wider and wider. And I just feel like I'm being brought into the hieroglyph. And he says, you know, in essence, this is showing that the golden part of you is being born. What's really fascinating is that just the kind of a details, again, something that could easily be overlooked, but has always stood out to me. And I've known it stood out for a reason, but this is 12 years later, which linearly, it's a decent amount of time. Mm-hmm. Spherically, it's like a drop in the bucket. Exactly. So I'm standing there and my son, when he was being born, there was a pause. He was halfway out. And my husband did the delivery. So he was holding the chest and the head and the, and the navel to his feet were still in my body. Wow. And there was this eternal pause. And I reached back 
underneath my legs because I was standing bent over. It's a little hard to explain, but I'm, <laughs> I'm bending over and I reach for his arm and I'm just holding his hand and he's half in my body, half out. And it just felt like the world stopped. And I'm standing here 12 years later looking at this hieroglyph. I, now I've seen 200 plus births. All of the births I've seen, except for the one I saw yesterday, <laughs> have not had this type of a, a pattern or a sequencing. Wow. Anyhow, that's actually really alive except in me. Except for the one you saw yesterday? yesterday. That's crazy. Yeah. That is saying something for sure. For sure. Especially after you saw the hieroglyph. And the hieroglyph, it was it was a moment of that is when he so said that, wild. I was like, yes. And and that's really like in its essence, I don't feel again that I'm special for this. I feel like most all children are coming for this purpose or mm-hmm. souls are coming for this purpose is to awaken that golden aspect of their consciousness right. to remember. Oh my gosh, that is so beautiful. What a powerful moment. It's still, it's still flowing. Yeah. It's still magic. I love hearing that so much. Yeah. And to be totally honest, my son loves playing his PS4. You know, like right, he's right. such a boy yeah, and he like plays soccer and he, mm-hmm. you know, very wonderful child. Like but very, you know, it's all of these things. Right. All right, guys, just a brief interruption from this conversation with Sarah to tell you about one of our brand new sponsors on the show, Manitoba Harvest. This is exciting for me because I've been using Manitoba Harvest hemp protein since the very beginning of my vegan days. I remember wandering around the aisles of Whole Foods and trying to pick out a protein powder that looked really clean and gluten-free and plant-based and sugar-free. And honestly, that can be pretty hard to find. So I started taking their vanilla hemp protein powder like six or seven years ago and would recommend it to everybody. I remember posting about it on my blog before I was working with brands or anything. So I'm telling you, I am genuinely quite in love and obsessed with Manitoba Harvest. And I'm really, really excited to have them as a partner on the show and offering amazing stuff to you guys. So just a little bit about the brand. Manitoba Harvest has been the leader in hemp for over 20 years and offers a variety of hemp food products, including hemp hearts, hemp granola, hemp wellness bars, and protein powder for delicious and powerful plant nutrition. It's packed with 10 grams of plant-based protein and 12 grams of omegas 3 and 6, which for those of us vegans over here, that's really, really good to get those omegas in our diet. Manitoba Harvest hemp hearts are perfect to add to smoothies, yogurt, muffins, or salads. I've been making this kind of like protein powder fluff lately where I just mix protein powder with water. And then I've been mixing in the hemp hearts with the protein fluff. And it kind of tastes like, kind of tastes like a chia pudding, but even more decadent and delicious and really, really good for your gut. I love hemp for gut health and just love the way that it makes me feel. 
what hemp does for my digestion. My body has always responded really well to hemp. It's gluten-free. So you can always check out Manitoba Harvest website for all different kinds of recipes like blueberry hemp crumble muffins, lots of other decadent things. And hemp will also give you a huge boost of plant-based protein. So if you are plant-based like myself and looking for a way to add more protein into your life, then heading over to Manitoba Harvest website would be super helpful. I take their chocolate plant-based protein powder all the time. I've been making that protein fluff that I was telling you guys about, and I take their hemp hearts all the time. They also have a bunch of granolas, which personally I can't eat right now for I am, you know, salt, oil, sugar free, which takes things to a whole new level. But I think you guys will enjoy them a lot. Jonathan's been enjoying their granola since we've had it here. So check out Manitoba Harvest. We're going to be hosting a giveaway later this month. So stay tuned. And I really look forward to offering that to you guys. Now let's head back into the episode with Sarah. So with the spirit baby communication, are you able to tell like how many children a person is going to have if they want to know? That is a question that comes up in private sessions or in work with clients. One one thing to consider, and this is really neat, is that, so here's a foundational principle. Uh, when a, opening up a can of worms. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I think I'll just say simply that when when a child is conceived, there are many destiny threads being woven together. Mm-hmm. So when this is the case, or if if this is the case, you know, this is this is suggesting that this contract, so to speak, is chosen by many souls. So at the very least, the biological mother, the biological father, and the and the biological child. You know, there's many configurations. It's it's not black and white. So there's just so many ways it can look. And so it's really a a minimum of three destiny threads being woven together. And so part of the wild nature of this human experience is that yes, there is destiny and, and yes, we also have free will. So what's really neat about spirit baby communication is that some souls, right? For example, need to come in, in a certain window, Mm -hmm. like to fulfill and my destiny and to activate my blueprint, I need to come in, you know, in this, in this range. And so if you start down a new career path and you're really like shutting the door on something, it could be that you just start to go down different paths. It's not uncommon for that soul to then incarnate through your sister or your sister-in-law or your best friend, or, you know, it's, it's, there's not, and the beauty of it in my experience is it's not, it's not so, there's not a lot of duality, Mm -hmm. not to say there aren't deep longings for certain souls to group together and learn soul lessons together by becoming immediate family or by becoming family. But, um, yeah, things have a way of sorting themselves out. So I'm I'm careful to say like you will have three children, you exactly. will have two children because it's like you have the potential 
Right. And that's more of my approach. It's like, wow, you have the potential to have, to have a few more, but I all, but I can maybe in a certain situation, I might say, but I also see that you have some other choice points Mm -hmm. or some gates to pass through before you get there. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. So do you work with women who are struggling to conceive and it must be so powerful for them to connect with a spirit baby and know that a child is coming for them? Yeah, it really is. It's powerful. It's, uh, you know, I get women who, I get women who've been trying for a long time and they're just, they've tried everything or maybe they've tried IVF and they're still struggling, or maybe they want to do this before doing IVF because for them, that's just a, it's obviously a big investment. It's also Mm -hmm. a big choice. It's a different path. Um, so it's, it's, you know, people come into the offerings that I provide in different ways. There's also women who just have always kind of known that they wanted to have a preparation process. And it's not that anything is biologically off. It's just, or physically off. It's just, they know that they want to create a container because maybe they had a um, challenging dynamic with their mother or they had a very hard beginning or their relationship has been rocky at times and they just want to have this container, this support and connection to kind of prepare and clear the path. And I have to say that's something I'm just profoundly excited about because for me and my understanding preconception, preconception, the art of preconception, I could talk about this all day. I think it's a real, a real lost art. Um, it's a real lost art. And I think in our Western culture, a lot of the preconception emphasis has yeah, transitioned into this, you know, get the degree, do the wedding, right. get the house have everything set, the path, get the, yeah, like the materials, which I think are important, you know, the financial foundation. It's not to say that it's wrong, but I think there's such an emphasis on this, that this becomes the preconception journey. And then when there isn't a conception, when it's quote unquote time, it brings up a lot of stress and a lot of doubt mm-hmm. and it really rocks people. And we're seeing now more than ever, people are going to artificial you know methods right quickly like it didn't happen in two months you know or three months and and again not to say that that's wrong but I think um when we re- the solution at least is when we bring when we put the power back into our own hands and we pause and we really give ourselves some time to reflect and kind of look inward and open our hearts and sometimes it's as simple as we're in our head. We're just so stuck in our head. And I say that compassionately because I'm, I have a very strong intellect. <laughs> it drives my day sometimes. And, and yet even I can, you know, notice inside of myself when I'm pushing mm-hmm. and when it's really like, can I just be, can right. I receive, can I soften, can I surrender? And this is the ultimate act of you know, conception is the ultimate offering of receptivity, you know, and, and is really allowing our bodies to become a home and a nest and a safe space for life to grow and flourish. So preconception is an exquisite time, even if it's a, a several year period 
of preparing mind, body, heart, and spirit. Because why is this important? One really interesting fact, or maybe it's not a fact, but what feels so deeply true for me is that the consciousness, the combined level of consciousness of a woman and a man, or again, that bio- those biological components that come together to create life, the combined level of consciousness at the time of conception becomes that soul's starting place in this life. Right. So it's like clearing, clearing and clear. It's like housekeeping. It's like doing some housekeeping and just taking some time to reflect and not only have the material things in place, but more importantly, have um, a clear heart, you know, a happy womb, like a, a receptive um, desire to really be a steward of this con- of like new consciousness, yeah. new life. That's really beautiful to think about raising your consciousness mm-hmm. before you have a child, both partners doing the work for themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know that's important, but hearing the way that you describe it makes it feel even a lot more important. And that's a really good thing to think about, especially for people like me who are very impatient. (laughs) I mean, I haven't started trying. We're getting married in November and I have some health stuff to get healthy before it's realistic and the timing feels right. Mm -hmm. But I also love this notion of preconception that you're talking about that this period of time is so healthy and beneficial as well for future children. Mm -hmm. I love that. So I'm curious to see if, if we can connect with my spirit baby. (laughs) I'm like jumping out of my seat. (laughs) Well, I would love to hear a little bit about your story. Have, have you communicated with your spirit babies? What has been your journey with that? So Oh man. I mean, I'm very into expanding my mind in every way possible. And I've had a lot of experiences with different things, with everything from just meditation to Kundalini to more psychedelic experiences like psilocybin mushrooms and ayahuasca, where I have totally communicated with my spirit babies. I have and apologies to anyone listening, not a real apology because I, I feel like everyone listening could at least be interested in this, even if they don't want to try this for themselves, which I totally respect. But I've had experiences on mushrooms where I'll be with Jonathan, my fiance, who's right there so you can see him. And I'll be like, oh my God, look up at the clouds right now. Those are our kids. And he doesn't see the same things I see. We go to totally different places, even when we have these experiences together. And he's so interested and he wants to know. And I'm trying to tell him where to look and what to see. And I realize you can't show someone else what you're seeing, but you can describe it and they can feel it. So I have one experience when I was in Kauai. Yes. And I love that you totally get it. I can tell by your face (laughs) on this beautiful, beautiful hike cliffside, laying there in the dirt with Jonathan. I mean, in the dirt, like I covered myself with a blanket of dirt. (laughs) And I saw all, I saw three children, spirit babies up in the clouds. And even though I couldn't 
see them, see them. I could see them. And they were together and they were just weaving together and playing and I could totally cry. It was so beautiful. Mm. And that's the first time I knew, knew just in my heart, we're having three kids. And I love that because I have, I've always wanted to have like a lot of kids, but not so many, <laughs> you know, um, and three feels really right. And You're officially outnumbered with three. Right, right. <laughs> I haven't done that yet. Yeah. So that felt like a really good number to me. And like you're saying, I'm, I'm very open to whatever sure. happens. And yeah. Who knows? Um, but this is just, I saw it and I saw them and they had a message for me, which was, um, they wanted me to know that they were happy and they love each other and they love us and we're already together in many realms and many planes. And basically they don't want me to worry because I worry so much because Mm -hmm. of my health and I could totally just like Mm -hmm. get so emotional, but I've been so sick Mm -hmm. and it just, has it caused me so much worry. And I had this huge um, fibroid the size of a grapefruit. Mm. I had it surgically removed mm. last summer. And there was a whole lot of talk around that time of mm-hmm. how that will impact um, pregnancy and conception. Mm-hmm. When I had the fibroid, I had the choice of keeping it. It wasn't really affecting my life so much, but my um, doctor had explained all the different ways that it could keep me from getting pregnant. It could Mm -hmm. cause miscarriages. So I've had a lot of just fear around that. And the one thing I want more than anything in the entire world is is to be a mom. Mm -hmm. And I know that will happen for Mm -hmm. me. So the children had a message for me Mm -hmm. to stop worrying. And I, I really listened and I haven't been worried since then. Wow. Um, I mean, not as worried. <laughs> you know, I still want things to go smoothly and I really want to get healthy for so many reasons. Of course, of course. But it really helped. Mm-hmm. And that was so powerful. And I felt mm-hmm. like I just really, really, really kn- knew them after mm-hmm. that. And um, and then when I did ayahuasca, I connected more so with my ancestors mm-hmm. and I saw many ways in which now where they are, Mm -hmm. my grandmother and grandmother's mother and all of the whole lineage, I saw that their souls are no different than the baby's souls. And like my grandmother needed me to mother her where I was in this ayahuasca journey. And I went on this journey with her of healing Mm -hmm. and she felt more like a child than Mm -hmm than a grandmother. So I'm just very curious about how all those things work and mm. our soul families and reuniting with mm. souls from, I mean, I could see how like maybe my great, great, great grandmother could come to this earth as my child. I could see that. And mm. all of that was very eye opening. Mm. Incredible. Yeah. You know, one thing I'll say, because Kauai has such a special place in my heart. <laughs> yeah. So, so I have chill. I know. Full it's body. It's really special. Love Kauai. So Kauai has a, a mountain range that is called Kalalea. 
Mm-hmm. And it's the side profile of a pregnant woman's body. Wow. You see her breasts and you see her 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 pregnant belly. And she just sits. She just sits and watches over the North Shore. And the Dalai Lama says that this is the point or the portal in which souls travel through on their way to being born. Wow. On the earth. Crazy chills. So for you to experience that there. There is a birthing heiau, so a beautiful sacred site, a, a Hawaiian sacred site that has, that is home to ancient birthing stones. Kauai just has a special frequency for people who are looking to heal some of these worries and fears and wounds in our physical body in relationship to this journey, this mothering journey. That's my experience. Right. Um, so just so touching and you know i think what you're speaking to is powerful because ultimately what you're saying is that confirmation that connection gave you strength and it helped you reframe and yeah we're not perfect yeah maybe those worries still come up but it but it settled something in your heart in a new way and so for me i just want to name spirit baby communication communication with our ancestors kind of traveling in these ways that there's doing it it can be something that it's like the never ending story. So you can just un, untither like one, you know, string and it, you just, you just keep going, you just keep going, you just keep going. But if there's a purpose, so what you're describing in my opinion is there's a purpose that message came and it helped you to really settle and soften into your heart. And for some reason, this is just coming through. So I'm trusting it, but there's the difference between like uncovering all of this information just to uncover it. And then there is this present moment here and now, the soul journey, the incarnation we're having here and now. And how does this deeper communication support our transformation in the present moment? And I think what you just described is such a perfect example. Uh, because otherwise, I think, you know, this, these magical arts also have a shadow. And so we can just kind of get lost and consumed. And um, in in all of this mysticism, and and you know, I love it, and I think it's so powerful. But it, I had an awakening in my journey along the way where it became really clear to me that yeah, to to use this work in that way is um, in the way of granting present moment transformation is really where the alchemy is. Um, and so I think this is powerful to say in conjunction with spirit baby communication because in so many ways I would say we're also ancient. Yeah. Right? We are. We've, we've, we've done this before. At least I feel that way. I know you feel oh, yeah. that way. And I think many of you probably feel that way too. So yeah, it just feels powerful and important to say that. So, you know, I think another piece that really stood out to me about your story was um, the part about your ancestors. And we spoke to this just a little bit before our this call. Um, but if we travel along that notion of spherical time, if we really sink into that, we can start to open up and see that, okay, our ancestors are actually seven generations forward, seven generations back. In many ways, they are one and the same. They are really holding us in this spherical way. We are standing on the shoulders of giants and, and those who have yet to come are likely souls that we've known before too. And so there are uh, four 
very general principles or foundational understandings as to why a certain soul will choose to incarnate into a particular lineage to a particular set of parents or you know destiny threads working together and one of them as you described or two of them really but one of them is soul family so it's like taking turns you be the mom and then I'll be the dad and then we'll be sisters and then we'll be cousins and then we'll be aunties and then we'll, you know it's yeah. like you just you take turns and in this configuration there's a lot of familiarity there's a lot of feeling home it doesn't mean it's easy and always pretty but it means that when the challenges come you work your way through you seek to find that win-win and maybe it's not immediate but there's a a common desire shared between all of these souls to create something beautiful out of life and to choose love in the end mm-hmm. because you you recognize again on a soul level that you're just simply here again and you're just working out the next piece and so it's it's a it's a very special configuration um another one is unfinished business you kind of named that a little of this concept of um, maybe a family member dies young and decides to come back through that lineage. Um, so that's not an uncommon way to see that. The soul lessons didn't get completed. There was the opportunity to do so within a certain lineage. So they come through uh, and do it again. And I think this is very powerful because, <laughs> you know, just thinking, feeling your that grandmother spirit that you named, I can just feel it so palpably actually. Mm-hmm. So that feels really like an important piece. Yeah. A very important piece, especially for you. Yes. Um, which isn't always the case, but this is, this is the beauty and process of evolution. And this is consciousness evolving through a lineage. So you being, you know, maybe the great, great granddaughter, or however many greats there mm-hmm. were in there, but um you know, every time there's a conception in the lineage, right, the combined level of consciousness begin, begins that platform where we begin. And, and so you coming in and her coming back around, you have, you have information for her. Mm-hmm. You can guide her like an yes, elder, yes. like a wise woman. You're in a younger physical body. Maybe she's not in her physical body right now, but on the level of your soul's you're journeying together and you have energetic information for her, which is another form of not spirit baby communication, but communication in this other sense that we're you know, right. describing. And so in some ways, what I'm feeling is she came to you because she knew that you held a key for her. You have codes, you yeah. have awakening and activating, and you can hold her in a way that maybe she wasn't held or hasn't been yeah. held or needs to be held, even though she's not in a physical body. She showed me that yeah. very clearly. Yeah. And she showed me how parts of her um, were then transferred, of course, into my dad. She's my dad's mom. Um, right into my dad, into all of my siblings mm-hmm. and into me. Mm-hmm. But really, they manifested in me very, very, very differently because mm-hmm. I'm very different than her. And... I was able to see how they manifested in each of us really differently and how my dad is really just like her. Mm-hmm. And like my dad's dad was there too, my papa best. And he was way more like me. And he was saying to me, like on this ayahuasca journey, you have so much of me in you. And to him, he was just like laughing and he was totally just a big, 
joke, all of it. He was like, you're so lucky that you have so much of me in you because he was just happy-go-lucky. And my grandmother was just felt she wasn't happy. So she showed me really how important it is to guide my dad now that we're both here um, alive and in these bodies. So I've been doing that. And well, my dad, people listening will definitely know my dad as he's been on this podcast and he is always on my Instagram stories and he is hysterical. He doesn't want to listen to me most of the time and he's not a spiritual person. But in small ways, I've found ways to teach him and share with him. And it's been really profound. And most recently, this book that he he saw me reading called The Soul of Money. And it was intriguing to him because it was about money, but really it's a spiritual book. And he read it in like two days Mm. and it changed. It's a really good book. Yeah. Lynn (laughs) Twist. Exactly. it changed everything for him. I mean, he literally mm. wants to buy 15 copies and give them out to like his all of his kids and his friends. And um, he was telling my mom and I like, you know, the pessimistic way that I live life isn't the right way to live life. And we're like, yeah, we know. We've been <laughs> saying this forever. Um, but he finally found something that spoke to him. And it was a book that I was reading. and. I can just see how this was all, this was all guided, guided Mm -hmm. by my grandmother and by ayahuasca and somehow my higher self found a way to teach my dad and it feels really good. Amazing. Mm -hmm. So one thing I think you're describing here is that, so we talked about the beginning of life and the combined consciousness at time of conception. So when someone in the lineage dies... For me as a birth keeper, I really see it as the the same threshold, that beginning and ending place. For me, is really the same veil. It's just which direction are you going? So one thing to consider is that at death, the consciousness level that you die with gets passed on to your living descendants. And it affects the one who is, quote unquote, like next in line. Mm-hmm. the most. Mm-hmm. And it trickles out through the lineage. And if your level of consciousness is higher than the level of consciousness that is being passed on, the karmic soul lessons that often feel like this kind of heavy weight or burden or that can intensify the habits that you already have that are kind of in that vein of consciousness, if your consciousness is higher, that karma, when it's being passed on to the living descendants, kind of just flows right through. If your consciousness is the same or lower, it's like stacking bricks on your shoulder. So we are our ancestors. Right. And we have the opportunity in any one lineage to be that pioneering soul that starts just step by step unraveling these mysteries and this magic. And as we can focus on you know, healing others. And of course, we want everyone to come with us once we start waking up. We're like, this is amazing. Yeah. I feel alive. You yeah. know, I want that for you because I love you. Um, and so you know, everyone's on their own journey and it can be painful sometimes. It can be incredible to see those we love start to wake up. I think everything you're describing is just beautiful. I'm so excited by what you're sharing. And I, and I think it's, 
the beauty is that whether we have people in our lives or whether our family is ready and available for this awakening, the beauty is when we choose it and we use our gifts on us and for us first, when we tend to our own souls, when we raise our own consciousness, when we heal these wounds inside of us, we are essentially gifting our lineage. Exactly. This awakening. That's exactly. In both directions. Yeah. I feel that so strongly. You just put it so eloquently. So I'm very, very happy to hear it. All right. Just one more brief interruption from today's episode with Sarah to talk about Silver Fern, the probiotic that I take on a daily basis and also the digestive enzyme that I take on a daily basis. And I've just become a Silver Fern freak. So I use all of their products all the time. Uh, You can use the code blonde at silverfernbrand.com to order everything from probiotics to kids probiotics. Once I have kids, since we're talking so much about babies and spirit babies in this episode, I'm definitely going to be giving my children the kids probiotic that Silver Fern offers. They have whole food multivitamins. They have digestive enzymes. They have prebiotic fiber. They have a natural prebiotic sweetener. And of course, they have their plant-based, gut-health-friendly chocolate protein. I've been putting a lot on my Instagram lately that I got my dad and my mom on the Silver Fern train with taking probiotics every day. And they're super into the protein as well. So check them out. Use the code BLONDE. And if you want to learn more about the company itself, head to episode 106 of this podcast to listen to the founder and chief nutritionist of Silver Fern Brand, Charity Lighten. She's a vibrant life on Instagram. She's one of the kindest souls I've ever met. She is not only running a company and she's a mom to multiple children, but she also is taking care of her husband who has stage four cancer. And something about Charity's high vibe, radiant lifestyle inspires me more than just about anybody. So definitely check out that episode 106. She also teaches a lot about the gut and why Silver Fern Probiotic is the best on the market, in my opinion, and in many others because of the scientific backing behind it. And it actually has survivability once it hits the gut. So if you have any gut health issues, I highly recommend incorporating their probiotic and their digestive enzymes into your life. Use the code blonde at silverfernbrand.com. And now let's head back into this episode with Sarah. So now that you know a bit about my history, can we see about connecting to the babies? So I don't think we have time for it now, but I will say that one of the things I like to do in any first session that I do with a client is guide someone through what I call a soul medicine map. A soul medicine map. A soul medicine map is a way or a tool that I've developed in a way that I kind of come in a little closer with your permission to your energetic fields and I just start to listen and feel and sense and perceive what's alive gives me so much information and it often creates a lot of awakening and healing in and of itself. You will even, uh, or the, you know, whoever it is will often start to experience 
this kind of perception start to bubble up and bubble through, whether it's in the form of tears or they start coughing or they start, you know, their body will just start to like bring it up to the surface. So that's just, I'm just naming that, but it's not that I need to move through that process in order to come in. It's just a tool. And I think it's really neat to just share that with some of yeah, your listeners. That's really that awesome. There can be these tools, these ways that we start to kind of merge and help us refine and, and define what our clairvoyant strengths are. Um, because again, in my experience, all of us have access to these other ways of communicating these clairvoyant gifts. And so for me, it started with dreams, but then it started to unravel and, and become other things. So it's, it's really neat to, to just open many doors and many pathways yeah. so that you're not just like, oh, well, I'll dream on it, right? My right. clients might be like, wait, no, I don't want you to dream on it. Yeah. I want to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. I love that. Yeah. Dreams are powerful. The dreams are powerful. The they really are. We could do a whole are. episode, could do a whole episode <laughs> <laughs> We really could. But let's let's dive in and let's see what, what comes up. So I'll just invite us both to close our eyes and soften between our brows and drop our shoulders. And if we're crossing our legs or arms, just inviting us to open. So the first message is here and I want to take a brief pause and ask you if you have any, you don't have to speak it now, but I do at least want to invite this at this moment. If you have any particular question that you want to ask, just know that you can be tuning into what that is. You may, there might be a time for you to share that, but the first piece is really here. So in this moment, it's coming through as a very visceral, physical message. And the message is related to, interesting. So when, as we're doing this reading, I'm also going to be sharing with the listeners a little bit about the process. So I'll add in a few pieces here. Mm-hmm. The only thing I'll add for now is that um, what I love about this work is that I really just get to be a witness and I often find myself in awe of what comes through. And and I learn so much and grow so much from this experience. So just know it's really a gift. It's really a gift. So the first thing that I'm being shown is that there's a just listening for the words. This isn't uncommon. So the feminine in your particular lineage and circumstance has been holding uh, a burden, a weight, a restriction in the heart chakra, but it expresses itself primarily in the way that it uh, sits on the shoulders, specifically the left shoulder. So this message has to do with the women in your lineage carrying um, the weight, I don't want to say of the world, but the it's almost like, mm, there it is, it's like carrying the weight of the masculine 
but in the feminine way. And there's, it's, there's this tension, there's this, um, this weighted down feeling. So what I'm seeing is just to, if, you know, we were to dive into this much deeper where I would probably take this particular layer is, um, spending some time kind of sorting out and storytelling and exploring, um, the feminine in you having her place, her space. So let's simplify it. Let's say the being and the doing, the balancing of the being and the doing and giving each of them their time and place, but creating a a greater balance between the two. Because there's this, it's almost as if the feminine is carrying the masculine. So right away, perhaps you can get a visual in your mind that, you know, let's, if a woman was to to carry her husband, how not un, not I mean I don't want to get I don't want to. This is very stereotypical, so I apologize. I don't mean to be this way, but you know it's it's less common that we would see like a woman in her strength carrying her husband down the aisle, for example, mm-hmm. versus like a man carrying her husband down the aisle. There's just I don't want to say there's. There's just some there's just some really interesting energy where the the feminine in your lineage is carrying the masculine. And the the message from the spirit baby realm is really to um invite both your your masculine and your feminine to stand as pillars side by side and to create that harmonization and the balancing of the masculine and feminine, allowing the feminine to be in her strengths and to harness them and to be in her her glory and her expression in the ways that she does through you and to allow the masculine in you to have its place too, but to create again like a a, uh, a place for them both and a balancing between the two. So I'm kind of saying the same thing in different ways, but just letting it kind of integrate deeper, deeper, deeper. And I'm curious where that touches you or how that resonates for you. I mean, I very, I know very little about you, mm-hmm. so perhaps you can share a little. Yeah. Well, that definitely resonates. I'm like tuning into my left shoulder. I'm like, is that why I have so much pain in my shoulders? I swear I was born with like shoulder pain and neck pain and all that. Yeah. I mean, as far as everything else, that's definitely very spot on for my lineage. And that's a lot of what I saw during ayahuasca too. And for me, I'm sure that's something I could work on. I've always been a very feminine person living very much in the feminine and the masculine is always hard for me to tap into within myself. Just like, with everything. So that definitely, definitely resonates. Yeah. Yeah. It's this sensation of like the feminine is holding the masculine and there's something about not just giving them their places, but, um, and it's not even necessarily building trust with the masculine, but it's, It's almost like letting the masculine hold you, mm-hmm. hold your feminine, and find that the feminine can put that burden down, that she can be held, she can come yeah, like into that, that. Yeah. being held and met. Like, mm-hmm. So spirit-baby communication, this is an interesting and perfect example in that 
we can go deeper, yes, and there would be more layers and we can go really into some beautiful things. And we always, at least with when I practice this, it's always starting like what's on the surface. Mm-hmm. For example, you didn't ask a question. Right. And you could, and we could go there. But in my experience, there's a purpose and place for creating foundational building blocks. And as I described to you earlier with some, you know, it's perfectly appropriate and right on to just go right into the stream of it. Mm -hmm. And whereas in other circumstances, it's very clear there's some foundational bricks, there's some understandings or laying down the principles or or spending time kind of looking in the here and now at ourselves that bring us to greater alignment. Uh, Because there are many reasons for wanting to have a baby. There are many desires that can accompany that. There's many, there, and beautiful things. Um, but in my journey, I like to guide people toward what I refer to as the highest vibrational path forward, mm. which means releasing struggle as a mechanism for growth. I love that. Yeah. It's very powerful. Yeah. It's a game changer. And so that's like saying, I don't, I consciously choose not to utilize disease, loss, um, troubles, chaos, confusion, you know, these kind of, these tools, I still call them tools because we, we grow through loss. Mm -hmm. We grow through breakups. We grow through, um, getting sick and it's not a good, bad, right or wrong. It's, it's, it's just also true, again, these coexisting contradicting truths, it's also true that we can create a life in which we choose to grow through, you know, deeper love creates deeper love. Abundance creates more abundance. Um, health inspires us to be healthier. Yeah, it does. Because we choose it. It does. Right? Yeah, we This is different, different lenses. It is. Yeah. So I see spirit baby communication as a naturally transformative period in our life where if we so choose, we devote ourselves in a new way to living our best life. And then what are the messages? And again, sometimes it's it's like very definitive or linear. We can ask questions, but, but I find that these spirit babies or souls rather are here to be part of our awakening yeah that's what it seems like Mm -hmm. so do they have other messages (laughs) yes i'm sure Mm -hmm. um i'm sure they do but maybe do you did you think of a question because i can continue i have a question if if this is the type of question that can be asked no no wrong answer um i'm curious when one of these spirit babies will come into my life as mm. a real baby. Mm. Okay. Not that they're not real <laughs> now, they are. It's a physical yes, form. Yes. <laughs> so, <clears throat> this is a great. So, just a few things are happening. So, just a minute. So, let's see. I, I'm tracking all this, and I also want to ask you a question and refinement of the question you asked and mm. see where it feels good. Um, Again, in this spirit and in this beauty of the highest vibrational path forward and locating that. You know, when asking a question like that, I think it's just a beautiful teaching moment for all of us, myself included. It's like understanding that, again, this is a very linear question. 
not wrong, but it is not one dimensional, right? So in that, I'm just referring to of this kind of topic or concept of it's influenced by many factors, yeah? And choices that you could make right, or exactly, could take. Exactly. Um, sometimes I will say it's a, it's like, oh, October. And then my clients get pregnant in October. <laughs> yeah. And it's that straight and clear. And other times, not so much. So I was already getting information. I just wanted to name this for you and all of our listeners. And again, yeah, myself, because we're note. always learning. And I'm just going to sit and be quiet for a moment. So really beautiful and, and interesting answer. Curious how this lands for you, but there's a um, few things. It's very f- there's a very strong f- focalization on the throat chakra. Mm. And it has to do with um so there's a few things to know about the throat chakra. The throat chakra is not only the voice and and speaking, it's the bridge between heart and mind. It's also can our ears are part of our throat chakra. So listening to deeper truths, speaking deeper truths. There is something that is being alchemized in you now in relationship to hearing deeper truths and speaking deeper truths that's absolutely essential and foundational prior to you conceiving a child. You're very much on that path, but there are a few more steps. And it has to also do with releasing tears. There's a certain quality, a certain peace. I could sit with it more and we could kind of see what it is, but there's there's a quality of tears. There's a, a river in tears, a river of tears in you that needs and wants to be cried before, like really just right. Kind of like a that wild woman a moment yeah. in the forest, whatever, yeah. you know, or on the beach in Kauai or in your in your home, in your bed. I, right. There's no one way to do it, but there's, there's a quality of tears that wants to be um, let go and, and witnessed and expressed prior to conceiving a child. Mm, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And it, it's, it feels very, very, very connected to that. Like what, again, what cracked me open you know, was the conception. Right. But the reason why my conception is what cracked me open is because it unearthed, it unlocked one of my deepest imprinting kind of traumas. And it was a choice point of pioneering and and finding a new path for the lineage at large. And it was moving away from a generational imprint. And there's that's the thread of similarity that we're kind of speaking to here mm-hmm. that you, we both have this but but yours is not the conception yours is something that's happening before and 
the babies, I think that that longing, that desire, that joy to be a mother is because it's going to be one of the happiest chapters of your life. It will be like you standing on top of a mountain, like you conquered a part of yourself in this way of glory, like in this way of angelic resurrection, just something exquisite, you know, something that I think you can kind of taste and feel. It's like, oh, and, and, and it, it has a lot to do with, um, this piece has a lot to do with blind faith has a lot to do with blind faith that in many ways I would reflect to you that you're closer than ever before. And I bet you have moments, maybe fleeting, maybe again in in the realm of linear time, it feels like a long time, like maybe a month or maybe a week or maybe a day, but you feel further from that truth or that, Mm -hmm. that reality than ever before. Maybe you even wonder if it will ever happen, but yet you're simultaneously rocking. I don't want to say on that, that, final edge but um it's it's kind of like being woken up at four in the morning either from a dream or you just hear your name or you just kind of shoot out of bed or you just can't sleep and it you just know there's something uh you maybe can't put your finger on it but something's just calling you yeah so you're really in that like thin veiled close to god but feeling lost like on the edge of something. Totally, so close. Yeah. So then my next question for the spirit babies is, is there something particular that I could be doing to help me on that path and help me unveil? I mean, I do feel like I'm on the brink of like complete and total awakening (laughs) and psychic everything. I mean, everything. And I have this sometimes and it feels so good to be in alignment with my soul not part of myself. And other times, like you're saying, so far off from it, I'm like the most human human stuck in all of the most human type of issues and like couldn't feel further from feeling awake and wonderful. So um, I'm just curious, is there something in particular, whether it be like, I mean, anything like a modality of healing or anything? So there's two or three things and I'm just letting them organize, sort out. Hold on. So the the first message is coming in very like mythically. Um, there's a lot of ways, so I'm just going to introduce it here for some of of you. This may be um, feel familiar. This may feel curious. This may feel strange. <laughs> um, I'm being shown you're holding a sword, and so the sword is is very again this kind of mythological. It can it can symbolize and mean so many things, but in this, I'm you're you're being shown you're show, you are show, if what it feels to me is that you are showing me it's um, at the level of your higher self. This communication feels like it's coming in through that stream, and it's really saying like, "Lay the sword down, stop fighting." Oh wow! And 
it's this message of like if you can if you fight if you fight and we fight ourselves all the time we do we do we do we do we're human mm-hmm. fight ourselves all the time but there's this this message of if you fight it you will become it and not in the way that you want like you yeah it's like going for the opposite which that you intend to master right right and i think there's there's a time and a place for that so this is the invitation to kind of hit that equilibrium point lay the sword down there's nothing you have to fight so this is resting into the being and letting the doing be guided from that place so there's a difference when the the doing guides the doing or the masculine linear mind guides the to-do list right as you know mm-hmm. versus that feminine listening that state of being that calls you deeper that provides insight clarity you know maybe we find that when we sit in the sauna or go for a swim or go for a run like when we just let the mind soften and we let that greater intelligence come through that receptive intelligence come through so this is about laying down the sword and and no just letting the fight go there's nothing you have to fight in some ways it's almost it's going as far as saying there's nothing you have to protect Mm -hmm. it's coming back home it's coming back into i'm safe i'm resting in my midline in my midline that's where i find health i love it Right? So it's like laying down the sword. And then the other piece I would just share, I think there was a third, but just in the essence of time, I think the second piece is really, um, I don't know if you have a jade egg practice. I don't. <laughs> I think that's calling you. Okay. <laughs> I've seen some beautiful ones. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of ways to explore that. And I think there's some incredible women selling, you know, not only the, the blessed eggs, but also just providing some pathways and tools for those of us who are getting started and um, have some recommendations that I'm happy to share with you. So uh, it just feels like um, uh, bringing new energy into your womb space, uh, creating a dialogue, a relationship, like not that there isn't one, but just um, spending some time there could be really powerful yeah what you awaken and it feels connected to this kind of kundalini lineage that you right. have in your soul's that makes trail sense. that makes a lot of sense <laughs> i think it's I gonna connect it so the deeply dots. yeah <laughs> exactly yeah there's some definitely some major connection between me and kundalini yeah even if i don't do it for a long time as it's been recently it's just like in my face right here all the time yeah i can feel that really yeah. strong and i love it i just when you're sick and like anyone listening who has experienced that, getting out and doing anything that's not completely 100% essential does not happen. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I used to go to Kundalini every morning. I loved it. I still do. But I just don't go because I wake up and there is no chance that I'm going anywhere that I don't have to go unless it's the doctor's office. I have to go. Um, and maintaining obviously podcast job life, everything else is hard, but I know 
this is all part of my path for a reason. Being sick, I'll get back to everything else that I love. And yeah, that's very powerful. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. This is so beautiful. I could talk to you for so many hours. <laughs> like, so first of all, so I have to, we have to wrap up in a second. I have to go get a colonic, which is my favorite thing ever. But a few things just as we wrap up, I usually ask people when they come on the podcast, if they were a color, what color do they feel they would be? I want to ask you that, but it's so weird because every time I keep closing my eyes, <laughs> I see your color. I see a color for you. Um, but I want to hear what color do you feel represents your energy? Oh man, this is a hard one. And not. Hi. Oh man, there's so many colors. I know. I mean, gold really speaks to me. Like a dusty rose, turquoise. There's so many colors. So pretty. Yeah. Mm. The first one that came to me was really just gold, like a yeah. golden hue. Mm -hmm. I see that for you, definitely. Well, when I close my eyes and I see like the outline of you, and this has been happening the whole time, mm. you're hot pink. Like, <laughs> I would totally you were gonna fuchsia. <laughs> I yeah, knew you were gonna say that. That's so funny. <laughs> and then bursts of yellow, which are like kind of like golden, golden. Yeah. But like very hot pink. I never see that because I, it's like the brightest pink ever. Very, very that makes beautiful. Sense. That makes a lot of sense. To yeah. Me. Yeah. I love it. Um, so tell people where they can find you. Uh, so I have a website, saranayasoleil.com. And most of my offerings are hosted through my website. And I do have a, in late April, I think it's the last weekend of April, I'm doing a three-part Spirit Baby Communication webinar series that is going to be very affordable for anyone or everyone who's interested in this topic, wants to go deeper into some of the principles, wants to hear stories, um, maybe some of my stories. So that will be end of April. And if you know you miss it, then the replay will be made available. So that's a great way to kind of dive in mm -hmm. and, and kind of get more acquainted with the work. Do you have social media? I do. So I am on Instagram at Sarah Naya Soleil. And, um, yeah. And what else? I, well, I also own a doula referral agency. Oh, nice. So for those of you on the East coast in Northern New Jersey or anywhere in the New York city area, I do work as a doula in this, in this area. And I am the owner, the proud owner of a doula referral agency, Bloom Baby. So that's a passion that's project amazing. for me right now. Yeah. Wow. Well, you're doing so many incredible things. Thank you so much oh for goodness. spending this time with us and sharing. There's so many other things I want to know from you. Like so <laughs> many. So we're oh. going to have you back on. You can teach us your ways. And this was just the beginning. So thank you. It was amazing to be on. Thank you. Ah, <sighs> What a cool episode. 
I love introducing new modalities to you guys or new to me modalities as I had never talked to a spirit baby communicator before, but I've been interested in talking to spirit baby communicators for so long. And now I feel like there's just so much to learn from Sarah and so many incredible different things to dive into with all of this. I feel like our intuitive gifts as a collective are so infinite and we can tap into anything and everything that we desire. And she's such a beautiful representation of that. And I'm just so honored to have her here on the show. So definitely check out her website. The link will be in the show notes. And if you're pregnant and if you live in her area, how cool, because she is a birth doula. And Also, just wanted to remind everybody listening, we have our incredible Soul on Fire podcast tribe on Facebook that you can join to meet friends from all over the world. I think that you guys will really enjoy so many of our amazing listeners in there having meetups in different cities. And I just took to our group recently to ask for some help with, I needed some someone to drop off some supplements to me because I wasn't feeling too hot. And so many people responded and I got to meet one of you in person. It was really fun and you did me a huge favor and I'm just so grateful. So I love that group so much. Soul on Fire Podcast Tribe on Facebook. And lastly, if you feel inspired to rate and review the podcast, then I have a free gift for you. It is my Soul on Fire Yoga ebook, which is just about 300 pages of yoga flows and the history of yoga, yoga poses, my yoga journey, a Sanskrit glossary, something that I worked incredibly hard on a few years ago and now really like to give it as a gift to those of you who rate and review the podcast because it means so much to me when you take the time to do that and when you follow and and when you're just here. So thank you. So thank you for listening. As always, I hope everyone's having the best week and so much fun wherever you are. And we will chat next Wednesday. Sending all of the love. Hope you're having the most soul on fire day.